Hey guys, IBM podcast is turning 7. Can you believe it? On a personal note, it's been a pretty awesome journey for me with these wonderful folks and I can't wait to see what the next 7 years bring. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 53 of The Fighting Goat. This is our anniversary episode where we finish one year. We launched on 3rd of March 2021. We are still here rocking and a lot more coming up only on this wonderful anniversary episode where we speak about Islam Makachev and the last minute replacement Bobby Green, what happened to Kane Velasquez and a lot more after this short commercial break. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the anniversary episode of The Fighting Goat. We're your host and host Arjun aka Mystic Chips and Somesh the superhuman camera rock and roll things in the combat world only on The Fighting Goat. Mystic Chips, yes, namaste, kaise ho aap? Namaste, namaste. Everything's good, man. A lot of fighting, sadly, going around in the world as well. Absolutely. Uh, you know, you know, no matter what side, we're not going to, we're never going, ever going to talk politics on the show. But no matter what side, I always condemn war. War is not the answer to everything. It destabilizes the economy. It makes lives shitty. Innocent people die, regardless of no matter what your aim and goal is. Except so, if it's raw is war. Only raw is war, which is WWE. Yeah. That is different. <laughs> yes. Wo, wo, alag kind of war. Hai. Wo, alag Correct. Wo, You know that's tables, ladders, and chairs. That's wo wo war, war. No, but um, just before we start out, uh, a big shout out. Uh, hearts and minds go out to all the victims in Ukraine and any war. And no war is ever condemned. Uh, no war is ever condoned. Sorry. Yeah. Um, by anyone. You know, we we'll uh, just take that part out and just put it as a promo. <laughs> <laughs> no war is ever condoned. We should condemned. Condemned. Na, arey galti ho jata hai. Anniversary issue. Abhi subeh subeh itna record karwaoge to fir kya hoga? I know you have had a crazy party night for this anniversary. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Obviously, dude. I was waiting for it. We, we. It's been a year, almost a year now. Actually, it is a year technically. What? What is it? Second March, right? We recorded. Third March. Third March was the first release of the. episode and we are right. right now sitting on 4th march so it's exactly no we are sitting on 2nd march bro well but the episode comes out on 4th no are ha kya bolega abhi no i i really need to restart these things yeah. <laughs> i'm out of sorts I, my my maid didn't come today so i know i'm yeah. sounding like a spoiled brat to maine coffee nahi khareed ke rakha so my you are made in india yeah <laughs> i know i'm fully made in india that's a, made in india with all our bad habits jahan pe chalte nahi without the bhai you know absolutely absolutely so coffee nahi aaya so a little slow today but i'm starting to catch up and Let's catch you guys up with what's been happening in the world of mixed martial arts. The last week's card was a banger, albeit the main event was a little bittersweet because of last-minute replacements. Which brings me to our topic, which we're going to talk about today later. So I won't get into it too much. Uh, is uh, last-minute replacement fighting? You know, it's not it's just yes. it's not just fighters who step in at the last minute, but it's also the ramifications of stepping in at the last minute. Sometimes Absolutely. it works, sometimes it doesn't work, and it can be quite a dangerous, uh, you know, a coin to flip. But we've seen this happen many, many times, and it will continue to happen many, many times. As we also have recently found out that uh, uh, next week UFC 272's fight with uh, Rafael dos Anjos versus Fiziev, which was called off because Fiziev getting COVID, has yes. now been replaced by Renato Moisano yes. from Brazil, and who is going to be coming in and dropping 20 pounds on a five-day notice. Man, that's something. Yes, yeah. that is really something. You know, there are some people who just step up. But speaking of step ups, which we are going to speak later, what is really happening with Cain Velasquez? Cain Velasquez. Yes, Cain. <laughs> Cain. You can call him whatever you want, man. Yeah, uh, it's a proper noun. <laughs> he's no, but he, no. I mean, uh, Cain Velasquez is. If for guys who don't know who Cain Velasquez is, well, uh, he is one of the greatest uh, UFC heavyweights. Ever come yes. out in this sport? He had one of the most stellar records. He beat he beat the who's who in that division before. You know, it's become what it is today. I still believe, you know, to a certain extent that that division was a little deeper back in those days. Absolutely, I mean, yes. When you had Alistair Overeem, you had Brock Lesnar, you had Junior dos Santos, you had Mark exactly. Hunt, you had Nogueira, Randy Couture, Frank Mir. You know, you had the who's who. Josh you had Barnett. The, 
oh my god you know we have the strikers the grapplers the heavy hitters and the master jiu jitsu guys like the nogaras dude so, even roy nelson who was the roy, one of the oh my biggest god. toughest sobs oh my god i mean people say people talk about taito ivasa having a chin oh man roy nelson you could hit him with a car and nothing would happen absolutely and 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 it's you know and ken velasquez is such a decorated champion and he you know because of injuries he is you know he he left the sport and it's yeah. a grueling sport man injuries to get the best of you and in the way ken velasquez trains it's always 150% he doesn't right. know how to take his uh, you know his foot off the pedal so um kane velasquez was apparently and he's also and also after his ufc stint his mma stint he is now become a wwe superstar and he right. uh, fights in uh, you know with the promotion there but sadly he got released last year from wwe oh yes 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 yeah yes because of the budget released. cuts and all of that it kind of he was i mean before he really made an impact there he was kind of released right. sadly right maybe you know what maybe you know it's like a it's like a transitional thing like okay you know hang back kane get more prepared and they'll reintroduce you know wb right. has a habit of reintroducing characters after right. you no know, right. with a different persona like how the undertaker kind of died and came back like some 6 million times correct he came back as the american badass and then eventually to wrap up his career he came back as the dead man well but let's not rule him out yet let's not he hurry he never retired <laughs> but he can come back anytime he want man <laughs> uh but anyway but the bad news is that there was kane velasquez was involved in a shooting of some sort yeah and uh, I was just wondering I, I I you know the the details don't ask us for details we are not TMZ we are not uh, we are not uh, Ariel Helwani we don't report but uh, my point is that we're just talking about what could have happened man I mean he was involved in a shooting with somebody else firstly kudos to badass Kane because he didn't get hurt in that altercation because there were obviously guns were firing both sides right and he right. didn't get hit in the in the thing but he's injured someone or and he's now been put in prison without bail And well there are multiple reports here. flying you know there are multiple reports flying where someone is saying that he shot someone who kind of you know touched his cousin inappropriately or he oh, shot then that person if they just get shot you know yeah but you know there's always this always an aspect of law you can always go and complain and do it legally of course oh, you know course. you know fighters fighters are a little hot headed and if you know this news would have reached him you know he and see america is a land of guns everybody has a oh, gun yeah, out yeah. there yeah. and it becomes a little dangerous but you know having a gun is not as dangerous as using a gun you know you can have a gun and still not use it because it doesn't fire by itself but mm. I guess you know there are multiple reports flying let us let us wait for the official report but whatever happened was very sad what we know is that Kane Velasquez was involved in a shooting in San Jose and he's behind bars without bail so yeah, we'll see how that really plays sad. out that is you know? really sad uh that's really sad but in a happier news uh, in the last uh, bellator card we saw the return of gegard musasi well the oh continued dominance God. of gegard musasi as he took on austin vanderford who is page vanzant's husband yes and page vanzant is a former ufc uh ufc flyweight contender yes. and she yes. she left the ufc to go fight in uh, bare knuckle fighting championships yes and austin vanderford is her husband who was fighting in bellator but you right. know that's the thing man man you see he gegard musasi made such short work of him like it was not even the, on the same level and okay theek hai somewhere we knew yaar theek hai austin vanderford and gegard musasi are not on the same level they're not well but those elbows to finish it off did you see those Man. oh my god in fact quite funnily in the post fight conference gegard musasi mentioned that he would make quick work of israel adesanya if they ever had to fight oh, and i was yes, like I and i was like wow dude this guy is talking about his previous organization he's sending out a message and you know there was a time in strike force and a ufc you know where there was always this aspect of chris cyborg taking on the champion of you know ufc in the Correct. featherweight division and when that finally played out we saw what amanda nunes did to chris cyborg but true you know maybe in the future like an inter promotion battle well knowing mr dina white i don't think it's going to happen anytime yeah. <laughs> soon because that's also a part of our talked matchups the failed matchups man yes absolutely um, so i'm not going to broach that topic right now but i'll just say one thing that gegard musasi is still you know a lot of fighters who have been fighting for so many years they they tend to see their skills diminish right they tend to see them slowing down over time but no man gegard musasi still looks world class he's still his striking his range his balance his distance 
his grappling, everything. The only time, you know, he's he's got he's he's got that same, you know, that look. Got he's got ice running through his veins. Never panics. Right. Always right. in the right position. And I think he actually might give. I would love to see a Kamsa Chimaya versus a Musasi. Oh my God. That would have like, been insane. You know, because both are very, you know, like one is Armenian, one is, uh, you know, from Sweden. Sweden. But, he's, but he's got this Dagestani blood in him. Yeah. Both are cold. Both are hard hitters. Both are strong. Both are calm. Yeah. That that would be such a beautiful matchup. That it would, would be, be such a beautiful incredible. matchup. Incredible. I mean, it, just to see how Musasi would just, and Musasi is no slouch off his back, huh? Dude, he is a killer. Very good off his back. I mean, King Mo Muhammad, when he was the the wrestler in Bellator, he kept taking uh, Musasi down, but he couldn't do anything from that position. He couldn't do anything from there. And eventually, Musasi got his moment and knocked him out. And Musasi, I remember Musasi used to fight for this this promotion called M1 Global. And he was a savage back then. And he was only 21, 22. It's huge. He was huge. I've actually met him in person and he's huge. I don't even know how he comes in that middleweight division. You know, he's uh, got a very lean frame though. He may be big, but he's lean. You know, and these guys don't cut that much weight. They're kind of almost walking around in their weight. And that's why they're lasting for this long in their sport. Correct. Correct. That's a great point. It's actually a very good point because I've noticed a lot of guys, if you look throughout history, a lot of guys who've not cut a lot of weight have had the longer careers. Well, we can speak of GSP. We can speak of Frankie Edgar. We can speak of Gegard Musasi. BJ Penn. He BJ looks so Penn. young. He barely cut weight. You know, so these guys don't cut that Anderson much weight. Anderson Silva used to cut from maybe 200, 201 to 185. Yeah, which is which is not which is not insane. Which no, I mean it's not Anthony Johnson insane. He's right. You know, right. Anthony Johnson was still from 240 to 170. Correct. Correct. And, and a lot of a lot of guys, like even if you look at the walking around baits, there's somebody sent me a statistic uh, the other day of yeah. seeing all the champions, kind of all the contenders right now in the welterweight division. Nobody is under 190. Yes. Nobody. Yes. And this is they're fighting at 170. Nobody is under 190. 190. You know, in, you know, in fact, Usman could easily be walking around 200. Easily. 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 But you know, that's when I like the the rules of one championship where one championship says you cannot cut more than 8% of your body weight and they've got hydration checks so they can see as to how much you have dehydrated. If you have dehydrated beyond a certain point, your fight is off. That, see, that's that's a very good thing. In fact, they should even start, they should they should honestly start same day veins. Like, you know, or or one day prior, not even one day, same day veins, so that you don't have the advantage to balloon up. You know, same day veins is something which a lot of pundits, a lot of medical professionals are yeah. rooting for. But same day veins also changes the mindset and you lose one event, which is the ceremonial veins, you know. So from the promotional perspective, the veins normally happen on Friday morning. In the seven in the morning, you do the veins that are the regular veins and ceremonial veins can happen like a couple of hours before the fight. Yeah. But then, you know, it's all about mindset. It's all about preparation. It's about, you know, the fighter kind of warming up and getting into his rhythm. And hence mm. on fight day, normally the promotions do not give them too much of a work mm. to do. Because they need to prepare Correct. for the they fight. They need to prepare mentally, you know. And maybe okay, you know. So maybe maybe not same day veins, but maybe maybe like you know a cap. You can't cut more than seven eight pounds. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, so you know. If I get one seventy, you have to can cut from one seventy eight to 170 but you cannot weigh more than 178 yeah but you know a percentage is always better because you know 7 or 8 pounds for a heavyweight and and 7 8 pounds for a featherweight would be very very different you know when it you know when it comes to percentages hence hmm. one championship says flat 8% you cannot cut more than 8% of your body weight so if you're that's going to be interesting you know if you're 200 pounds then maximum you can cut is about uh, what 16 pounds max yeah, but still, let's see again. That's that's still a lot, you know. Sixteen pounds is a lot at the end. Yeah, of the day. I mean, for for a hundred kg person, I think eight kgs is not that bad. So you know, like a light heavyweight person, instead of ninety two kgs, he can weigh about a hundred kgs. Yeah, it's, but you know, it's as simple as that. Okay, I mean, but still, see, it's it's uh, it's still a function of it making uh, advantage. So uh, co- coming back to that entire thing, but but still, uh, correct. So for a for a hundred kg person, I understand that. But for somebody who weighs eighty k, who fights at a division which is eighty two kilograms, 
which is 170 yeah. pounds. Yeah. Uh, for him, 8% would be different. You know, for him, 8% would be different. But what these guys are, these guys are 20, 22 pounds over. Oh, yes. That they is, are, that is, that's I mean, lethal. That is are, lethal. It's just, I mean, look at Islam market share. Okay. He's fighting at 155. I yeah. promise you he's walking at 190. Easy. Easy. In fact, uh, Khabib is about 205 to like 210. No, but now he's with. retired completely. He also put on some weight. He's now looking, yeah. you know. He's no, but he normally walks on at about 200, 205 pounds and he comes to 155. He almost cuts 45 to 50 pounds. That's just mad. And that's you know, why it's, it's way too much. I think part of why he retired was he's like the getting to the weight is the problem. Exactly. Getting exactly. a lot. A lot of fighters, unless you like completely drastically change your strength and conditioning regimen. And the thing is, he doesn't want to compromise on the strength. So he'll rather suffer for the weight cut and maintain his strength the next day. Well, I personally believe if somebody really wants to compete and, uh, you know, is wants to test themselves, I think, I think he should have gone up to 170 is what I feel. But I'm not the one cornering him or anything of that no, sort. No, I mean, so, ideally, yeah. I think all the, I think even, even Islam Makashev can, the fact that he was uh, asking for the fight at 170 against RDA, yeah. which is unfair to Rafael Dosanios because he's already cut. He's already cutting down to 155. Correct. And four days prior, and it's not you possible. you cannot tell somebody to just go up five, six pounds and wait, saying, come meet me at 170. But do you know that happened with us in uh, UFC Shanghai fight night? where Achha, with Bharat. Yeah, where we were supposed to fight at bantamweight. And, huh. six, and six days prior, they told us, no, the fight is off. It needs to be at featherweight. So whilst Bharat was on his weight cut, we had to seize that, change his plan completely and get him up to 145. And that took a toll on him mentally. And he was like, you know, wow, this is crazy, you know? Yeah, it's, so, you know, also mentally and physically, because your body is already in a motion of cutting weight. Exactly. You can't just turn it around and, you know. Exactly, exactly. You know, it's like, you know, you're putting your car into the first gear, second gear, and suddenly it's going in reverse, you know. Your Correct. car would react in a certain way. The engine would seize. Exactly. But, you know. It'll stall so, a few times. You'll have a lot of problems. Absolutely. No, so, absolutely. So, so, you know, that's, you know, that's, that's the other side of, uh, you know, these guys trying to, you know, it's also, I also somewhere believe it's strategy. Because it is, you it want is. to fight at a weight that you are comfortable at. And it right is. now, somebody might be saying, okay, you know, I'm 173, 174. Yeah. I don't want to cut more than two, three pounds. You know, but you know, it's so interesting why, you know, it's so interesting because the last uh, event that happened, UFC fight and Makashev versus Green, Green hmm. was the last minute replacement for Benny he, he got what, 10 days notice, right? He got 10 days notice. Mm. Makachev finished him off in the first round yeah. convincingly yeah. and Makachev wants to now uh, you know kind of fill in and fight RDA for the next event Correct. but he said I cannot make 155 can we do it at 170 I think RDA said let's do 165 and he said no Yeah, and and he said no so, you know, so the thing is he such fought an green, interesting to and fro he fought green at 160 pounds at 160 pounds. pounds. That, that's it. That was a weight fight. You're right. He must have gone up straight. So on fight night, he must be 170, 172. Uh, maybe even more. And maybe after the fight, he kind of just ate what he wanted and had some Coca-Cola sure, and no, stuff like that. He so. must have had. He must have had burgers and pizza and all that jazz. And no, so he... So definitely he's got, even to come down to 170, he's mentioning 170 because it's a closer target. He Absolutely. can't so get to 165. He's probably 176, 175. Correct. So for him, so for him, five pounds could be manageable. Yeah. More than that. No, he's like, no, I'll get drained because Correct. then it's also the strength ratio. How quickly can he recover from it? All that jazz comes in. I think they don't want to lose. <laughs> no, they can't lose. No. I mean, Coach, 10 and Khabib, cannot, all that. <laughs> Coach Khabib cannot lose in the UFC. Oh, I so, wish you could see Sobesh's face here. I mean, you're, you're, you are not a, I can tell you, you're not a fan. <laughs> well, I mean, no, I mean, okay. No, it, let me rephrase it. Know, I don't mean not a fan. I just said it, it's just, I'm, I'm a fan of fighting. I'm not a fan of strategy and, you know. This, you know, this is why I that. love the Purana Zamana. They never cared. They never cared they, about records. You know, if I'm telling you, if Nate Diaz would have been in shape, he would have said, let me go at it. Yeah. 100%. He, he would have come in. Donald Cerrone would have jumped on. Tony Ferguson would have jumped on. Any one of these guys would have just jumped on. You know, is, Tony versus RDA would have been fun. It would have been fun. And that is exactly what we need to speak about in the and, next segment, buddy. And we will speak about it in the <laughs> next segment. I, I, oh man, Tony and there's a history behind that. No, but uh, uh, in, in summation though, uh, it's, it's funny, you know, Nate, 
I'm surprised that Nate. Uh, one quick, uh, one quick also uh, um, new piece of information which is going to make all MMA fans happy. Finally, UFC 273, we have Kamzat Chimaev versus Gilbert Burns. Oh my God, that fight just got announced by Dana White himself, mm. which means it's happening. This UFC 273. Yeah, what happened to Brazil, but? What about also, Brazil? Also, the Brazil card is not happening. Huh. That card has been moved back to Las Vegas. And oh. I also believe Glover versus Yiri Prohaska is off that card. So, so it's gone to where? Which card then? The 275. It was supposed it's to be 275. Yeah, it was supposed to be 274 in That's what, May. June. In May in Brazil, but it's not happening. So the main event of that evening is Charles Oliveira taking on Justin Gaethje for the lightweight belt. Interesting, interesting. But moving on, as we rightfully said, we're going to be talking about the failed matchups and the missed weights and the quick replacements. But don't quickly replace us, ladies and gentlemen, because we'll be right back after this quick commercial break. You're listening to episode 53 of The Fighting Goat, our anniversary issue. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after these quick messages. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Fighting Goat. You are listening to Sobesh, the superhuman camera, and Arjun, a.k.a. Mystic Chips. This yeah. is our anniversary episode, and we are going to be speaking on the missed opportunities, the last-minute replacements, some of the weight cut issues, and a lot more of our wonderful sport. Wonderful, wonderful. And also, guys, uh, whoever's listening to our uh, anniversary issue, whoever writes in to us, we're going to give away 10 free t-shirts to everybody who writes in, calls in. And so be ready. And we're going to announce the winners on next week's episode. So don't miss out on that either. Now, okay, so coming back to continue our conversation that we were talking about, you know, when, you know, why I'm picking on, I'm not saying I'm picking on, I'm just using him as an example, is um, Islam Makachev has now been involved in the last three, I think last two fights, Dan Hooker and now Bobby Green yes. have been both last minute replacements against uh, a fierce contender. Islam Makachev, I would say, is now, you know, in the riding the, you know, so, you know, saying riding the coattails of someone is actually disrespectful. It's not. He's, he's his own person. He's his own champ. And he is, he's a very, very legit contender who's now 10 and 0 in that division. Yes. But now here, where's, here's where my problem lies now. The last replacement fights, TK. You know, one can say that, oh, you know, they were company men. Absolutely. Dan Hooker and Bobby Green are company men. They took yes. on, they saved the card. And and Dana White protects people's careers for doing that. Absolutely. You become indispensable. Like Cowboy Cerrone, he's going nowhere. He will finish his career in the UFC only. Well, he's fighting on the next card. J- uh, Joe Lozon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's going to be fighting Joe Lozon and that's Joe going to be his retirement fight. I think. Yes, we'll do I a think spe- so too. Don't worry, we will do. We will definitely be doing a special for Donald Cerrone. Yeah. Once he's done with his fighting career. Uh, so coming back to... Uh, the, the point I was trying to make was that, uh, you know, you see the last replacements, uh, last minute replacements. Now the guys who lost, they're fine. They're like, okay, you know, we lost because they've got an excuse uh, to do this. But as a champion, as a champion moving forward, now I know it's not Islam Makhachev's fault, but would you be saying, oh, you know, my last two fights count as big victories in that sense? Like, would those matchups be different had they, you know, had obviously the matchups might have been different, might not have been different. Who knows? A win is a win. You can count. But somewhere at the back of my head, I'm like, mm, I think there should be an asterisk put against uh, a win against in a short term opponent, you know? Uh, see, you know, why you tell me honestly, you tell me honestly, Dan Hooker, mm-hmm. who's such a tough son of a. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You give him a three month camp. You think he would have gotten submitted in the first minute? Well, see, the thing is that there are always ifs and buts in the combat sport. Sure. And that is exactly why we are talking about the last minute replacements. And I have a few names that are there on my list that I feel mm-hmm. have stepped up and done beautifully well. One of them is obviously Kamsa Chimaev. When Fight mm. Island 1 was happening, Kamsa mm. uh, Chimaev stepped in on 10 days notice. Uh, which I mean, was notice no- they all step in only on 10 days notice. <laughs> Everybody is only 10 days notice. Well, no like right. 5 days notice, no 3 days notice. Right, right. So, uh, so uh, Kamsa Chimaev's uh, fight versus John yeah. Phillips 
was happening on Fight Island 1 when they had first announced it. The original right. opponent was Dusko Todorovic. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. And, and when Dusko pulled out, uh, you know, Kamza Chemaev was obviously in the welterweight division, which is 170 uh, pounds. But John Phillips was in the middleweight division, 185 pounds. Kamza took the fight on 10 days notice and he destroyed John Phillips. Not only that, not only that, because it, so UFC Fight Island first three events happened in one week. It yeah, was true. I remember it was Saturday night. It was Wednesday night, and again on Saturday. Man, so if you remember, for the third event, which is in a span of seven days, Kamzat again stepped up. Oh, he moved up to middleweight. He moved. Yeah, he did to fight uh, Meshat. Uh, no, he fought Rise McKee. Oh yes, Rise McKee in seven days. Man, that's crazy. And he again won. And he again won. But that's, see, that's see, that's a that's a rare uh, you you that's a rare one person. You know, that's a rare one person. But I feel the quality of a fighter is to fight. You know, and agreed. Agreed. Again, he's the kind of guy who said one seventy, I'll do it. One eighty five, I'll do it. Catch weight, I'll do it. So he's one of those. You know. I, like as we both spoke about in uh, in the first part, he's one of those Gegard Musasi guys who just steps up, who does his job, and who goes home. Correct. He doesn't care about records. He doesn't care about all of that. A lot of a lot of people questioned him post COVID, mm. if you remember, including us. Correct. A lot of people said, "How his lungs going to be? How is he going breathing going to be?" No, he's absolutely it. fine. But we you know, again, maybe he's in a rush to finish his fight so quickly is because maybe he can't. And you know, you never know. You but never it's know. Working. It's, it's working. Work, no, it's whatever he's doing is working. The formula yeah. works. But Absolutely. I, my my point was more towards like, you know, when you start getting a bigger, you know, like you start getting bigger names. Now, it's, it's the same thing with RDA. Would he have taken Islam Makashev on short notice? No, he would not. But if it was if it was some B-level fighter who was climbing up the ranks, who was taking it on short notice, he might have said yes. But don't you think that's a part of the sport where when you step up and take the risk and say if you win. But it's also at the level at which you are. Now, see, I can understand a champion saying no because it's his belt. It's on the line. Well, the champion will never... Yeah, I mean, champs will never say, okay, no, I'll give this guy a short notice fight. The only reason John Jones, when he... Uh, another fight was when Chael Sonnen took a fight on short notice, like a week's notice against the champion John Jones. Yeah. And uh, it was ridiculous. You know, the fight was, it was barely a fight. It was right. not a fight. It was right. Jones doing whatever he wanted. And uh, it, the fight ended in the first round or something. And um, see, I completely agree with you. But in fact, you know, I, I think the champ took the fight because he knew who he was fighting against. Had it been, had it been like you know, uh, Yuri Prohaska, or had it been Dominic Reyes, or had it been uh, uh, Alexander Gustafsson, there is no yeah. way because the, because at the, at the at the one end, the guy who's coming up in weight or he's quickly replacing the somebody else, he has nothing to lose. Because right. he's probably going to get a bonus from the company for stepping up. He's going to definitely get protection whether he wins or loses. Even if he loses, he's got a built-in right. excuse. But the guy who's right. taking the fight has everything to lose. Well, I do agree. But don't you think that's a part of the parcel? You know, like for example, when Michael Bisping stepped up on 17 days notice to face Luke Rockhold for the middleweight belt. Correct. And, and Luke Rockhold took him so lightly. He said, that's you know, the I, thing. I'm just the, going to make quick work of this guy. That's and the thing, what, because they faced and each what other happened? before. No, and because what happened? Luke had that mentality because Luke had beaten Michael Bisping before. So right. he had that, you know, he had that confidence in his mind. Saying, right. I've already beaten this guy. I can do it again. So take it. Right. It's nothing that I have not seen. But clearly he, Michael Bisping came prepared. It was a very Abs different Michael Bisping. Absolutely. champion level Ma Michael Bisping that came and beat and won the belt rightfully so. But on the same hand, where fighters' cockiness have got the better of them is where the biggest example is when Nate Diaz took a fight on 10 days' notice against Conor McGregor. Oh my God. That backfired oh. and how? Because Conor was this myth at the time. He was Mystic Mac. He was knocking these yeah. guys out, making look, them look like idiots in and naming the round, naming the kind of the way they will go down, whether it's the left hand or the right hand. And he was doing this and he was riding that wave. But he was just flying between divisions. Well, right. That fight happened at what? 170 or was was 155? Uh, I think it was at 170. 170, right? So Connor yeah. went up in weight. He just piled on the calories by eating food. Yeah. And didn't go up in weight the right way. Took that fight lightly and see what happened. But the last minute replacement right. in Nate Diaz 
became a super he was already a superstar but became a even bigger superstar after that absolutely absolutely you know he was he was a superstar fighter but now he's become a superstar draw where people are like oh my exactly. god he he literally has shocked the world he shocked the world and people were telling conor to stay off the internet for a while because he was going to get trolled <laughs> that badly and and that was if i open say so that's where you know somebody's you know that oh man i can take on anybody can also backfire in a in a last minute fight well Because you know but fight, that you know that's the innate nature of a fighter like for example okay let's i mean conor has done what he had to you know i'm coming back to khamzat khamzat is also riding the same wave where he's like i can take anybody on it's confidence backed by performance so he's done it yeah you know like uh, if i tell you that you know uh, chips let's do this and you've already done it you'll be like yeah like let's do it Yeah, yeah, correct, correct. You know, so it's not it's not something out of the box, and it's 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 confidence, and because you've done it in the past over and over again. Yeah, I mean, the master of last minute replacements is also can be named Donald Cerrone. Absolutely, Cerrone has stepped in last minute to win so many times. Yes, yes, because it's Cerrone, but he was also in that. You know, it was he was in that era. He was in God mode at that point of time, where I think he used to God fight six mode. times a year. <laughs> correct, six for minimum. Six times. I was going to say twice a month. He well, was ready to fight twice a month. Well, I think there was a time. I think two thousand fourteen or fifteen, where I think mm. he had some thirteen or fourteen fights in two years. Mad. That's mad. You know? Like it's unheard of. In you know, even in only when you you might do something like that. Only when you are a super amateur who needs Absolutely. the money. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and racking performance of a night bonuses over and over and over oh, again. Yeah. That's fifty Gs over and over and over again. And probably My Dana to Dana would have loved him even more and probably Absolutely. given. Him more like we spoke <laughs> about in our last episode. People don't realize people complain about the pay structure. Yeah, yeah, maybe the base pay is X, but if you're a company man, there are the benefits that come. Hundred and ten percent, incredible. I'm probably sure Seroni got a couple of cars. He probably got a house. He got 100%. a lot of things. He got 100%. a lot of things from Dana, and and Seroni is such a draw because he's super exciting. Do people come to watch him? You know, he's a good guy outside and he's a savage inside. So that's a great person to have on board. I remember his fights with Rick Story, with Miles Jury. Yo, oh, he stalked them, man! Stalked them. Crowd crazy. was going mad. Oh, crowd was going God. mad. He's fought oh, guys my. like RDA. He's fought everybody, man. He's fought everybody. He's fought oh, yeah. everybody. We got to we got to do a special for him, dude. We got to do know? a special for Cerrone. But you know, speaking of special, there are these matchups. You know, a lot of people have actually written to us, and they have said. Can you speak about the matchups that never happened? Yeah, that's a very. I mean, whoever wrote this, now I know who's written this. We cannot. We need a separate episode <laughs> to sit and me describe. For, you know, we need a separate episode for the saga that is Tony versus Khabib. Oh God! <laughs> the biggest matchup that never happened. Yeah, the biggest matchup that never happened. But it was you know, such a. So, I, how many years did that last, man? That go back and forth. I, I think, think we need five to times. The stats for it. Five times. They they five. were. Times. Yeah, they were scheduled to fight five times, and it didn't happen. And after that, it was just. This is where Khabib was still having trouble making weight. Back curtains then. down. Yeah, it was curtains down for that. That particular fight was. It was just, but <laughs> you, you know, after a while, people say, "Listen, bus or gap." You know, now we don't want to see it. And I, yeah, correct. I, it's you know, after a point, you're like, "Huh, screw it." Yeah. Nahi ho raha, nahi ho raha. Stop doing this to my heart. Yeah. Every <laughs> time just... I get my hopes up, and then it's gone. Yeah. You break uh, it. Correct. Dil tod diya. It's like the biggest matchup that never happened, and but they played with our heart forever. Was GSP versus Silva? Oh my God! Yes, I mean yes. that was just. Why would they do that to us? Yeah, GSP versus Silva was something which should have happened, but you know at that point of time, uh, GSP was at one seventy, uh, hmm. Silva was at one eighty five, and Silva couldn't go down. GSP didn't want to go up, so no. But yeah, see, you know what? GSP came back and fought Michael Bisping at 185. So it clearly shows that he could have gone up yeah. if he wanted to, but he didn't want to because no, smart move, dude. Is that and Anderson was the double god mode then? Yeah, he yeah. was the another plan. He was knocking out light heavyweights. Correct, correct. You know, but some of the I mean, some of the guys that are top of my mind, if I remember, huh. I think you know when the UFC bought Pride, and that was the time where a lot of matchups could have been made. A lot oh. of big matchups that I feel didn't happen was in that two thousand seven two thousand eight era. There was Randy Couture in God mode and Mirko Krokop in God mode, Mirko and Krokop. and finally they were in this under the same banner. 
Oh my God! I know at M one, no, eventually. Randy uh, fought in M one. No, no, no. So uh, oh, in the Mirko, UFC, correct, correct. Ha, correct so basically, Mirko was in Pride. Uh, Randy was in UFC, and when UFC correct. bought over Pride, correct. there was a time where Randy Couture and Mirko Krokop were scheduled to fight each other. Were they? And, I didn't know this. And that never happened. It never happened. You know, and that would have been a brutal fight. It would have been. Brutal. It would have been really, but, really you know, nice. Another big matchup that people were talking about. There were there were promos cut for it. For yeah. God's sake, there were promos. We would see promos. Was Randy Couture versus Fedor Emelianenko? Absolutely. You know what? That was the next fight that I was thinking oh, about. Sorry. Oh yeah. my God! That was that was so good. That was so good. You know, I mean, people had you know the posters were made. Yeah, the I know. I, I remember seeing are, that. Yeah, so the promo where they're spraying water on each other and all that, and they're standing face to face, laughing, singing, "Come on, guy," and all like that. Oh God, Fedor Emelianenko versus Randy Couture. But you know, Fedor had a different agreement with uh, Pride, so Emon Global were managing him at that point of time. Correct, correct. And correct. at that point of time, when technically Fedor was in and out of UFC discussions, there was also talks of Fedor versus Brock Lesnar. Yeah, when when Fedor, Brock, Brock had Lesnar. come. When you know when Brock got signed by the UFC, one of the fights on the table was Fedor versus Brock Lesnar. And can you imagine how that would have gone down? I uh, prime Fedor. Yeah, no, I would have picked prime Fedor. Oh, any day. I mean, if if Cain Velasquez did that to Brock Lesnar, then Fedor would have smashed the living daylights out of you. You know, another fight with Brock, uh, which you just reminded me of another missed matchup was. the drama for it was already done. It was in the cards. But yes. I remember uh, Daniel Cormier was champion and Brock walks in and he pushes him. Yes. And he says, push me now. Get slept later. Oh my and God. Can DC, you imagine that one? And the, I was watching the post fight. I could see Joe Rogan's face, the excitement <laughs> in his eyes. He was just like, oh my God. Oh my God. Let this happen. Oh my God. This is happening. And he was, uh, we were all saying, let it happen, please, Lord, let it happen. And it yeah, was that so that. close. Brock and DC was one of the missed out matchups, man. Absolutely. In fact, DC, I believe, had also agreed to it. And, you know, Brock's condition kind of worsened and he uh, had to leave the sport. At no, that no, this was time, much sadly. after he came back, bro. This was oh, really? after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When, uh, th- oh, so why didn't it happen? I don't know. I think money. Oh, really? Wow. I, but I don't think, you know, I could not have been money. Maybe commitments with the WWE. Maybe there have been a lot of that. Because right, knowing right. knowing Dana White, there was there would have been no amount of money that he wouldn't pay Brock. Because Brock would draw those numbers. Absolutely, yes. I, I, imposing I, I, big guy who's... Exactly. And the the... Just the, you probably get a hundred thousand fans from the WWE coming to watch that fight easily. I'm talking easily. minimum, huh? minimum, minimum, minimum. Easily, you know. But easily. another very good fight, which was underplayed for a very long time, was uh, Jose Aldo versus Anthony Pettis was going to happen way back in 2012, really? 2013, when Anthony Pettis was this unstoppable guy in 155 and Jose Aldo was a 145 champion. Correct. Jose Just Aldo the WB, was, he said, crossover time. Exactly. He said, I'm willing to go up to 155. Pettis said, I'm willing to come down to 145. Oh man. But it just didn't happen. Can you imagine 2012, 2013, which is about 10 years back, 9, 10 years back. Dude, can you imagine Scarface Aldo. versus Showtime? Dude, that would have, like, how good would have that been? I mean, my hair is standing up. Can you imagine that prime and, and prime Aldo, the way he used to, he used to, the way he used to slip every yeah. second. Oh, yes. He would slip and then body shot, leg kick. This, you know, when you look at old footage you know, of Aldo, yeah. he is at least 50 times faster. Yeah, yeah. He was, he was something else. Those kicks, speed. Those kicks were something else. Dude, those kicks are still there now. But the thing yeah. is that that blazing speed, that head movement yeah. that he had was, oh my God, you could not touch Aldo. It was something else. I mean, you see Aldo's videos versus like Uriah Favor, Mike Brown, all those old fights. In the WEC, WEC fights, yeah. Even you watch him against Hominic when he came to the UFC. God, he oh. was so good. You know, he was so good, man. He was he's, so he still is good. He still he's is still good, great. You know, he's still amazing. I love Aldo, but is it you know, it's like watching vintage Silva. You know, Silva yeah, in uh, his yeah. prime, you could not touch him if he was standing three inches away from his face. Absolutely. No, but what is even better? Him. What is even better, I think, is UFC 270. 
two. Oh yes, sir. That we have a lot to talk even about. Better. Oh my God! You know what? <laughs> that, you know, honestly, we we need to we we need to wrap up our you know failed matchups because we need to have have a separate episode yeah. uh, dedicated to that. And we have a lot to talk about, which is a huge, huge card coming up. And also, for your notice, we will be back in the Sony Studios with a special version of the Ultimate Breakdown for the yes. main event of UFC 272. It's between Colby Covington and Jorge Masvidal, a rivalry for the ages, and that is going to be broken down, and a lot more other fights in our upcoming segment about UFC 274. So, guys, you've been listening to the anniversary episode with Mystic Chips and Superhuman Camera. Don't go anywhere. Don't change the channel. We'll be right back after these messages. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the anniversary episode Yay! of the Fighting Goat, where we are going to be speaking on UFC 272, which is going to happen at T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas, Nevada. Mystic Chips, one thing which I don't huh, like about 272 is the fact that it was supposed to be the rematch between Aljamain Sterling and Peter Yan. Of course, I knew that was coming, <laughs> and it's a sore topic for you, my friend. <laughs> By the way, Aljamain Sterling has been packing on the muscle. He is looking like Usman. Well, it's not going to help. So, obviously, yeah, yeah. There's no crystal ball prediction required there. <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. But what we need the crystal ball for are the fights on the card. Oh my God! So there are four. I take us to the fights, man. I've forgotten who the who's. There are four. Off. There are four released fights as of now. Starting off in the heavyweight division, Sergey Spivak versus Greg Hardy. Oh man, Spivak is a good fight. Greg Hardy Absolute. lost to Taito Iwasa last time. Yeah. He did. He got knocked out cold. But then we yep. move on to the welterweight division. Kevin Holland taking on Alex Oliveira. The return of Kevin Holland, man, absolutely, he is awesome. and the cowboy Alex Oliveira. We move on Dude, to the co-main. Awesome. awesome. We move on to the co-main event of the evening in the featherweight division. Edson Barboza is back with Bryce Mitchell. Bryce Mitchell. Oh man, wrestler versus striker. It's going to be fun. It's going to be, be fun. fun to see. And the main event of the evening, of course, the grudge match between two former friends turned foes in the welterweight division: Colby Covington taking on Jorge Masvidal. Oh man, that's going to be a banger! But did you miss out RDA versus Rafael dos Anjos versus Zenato Moicano? That, that is also happening on this card, but it's not updated, so I don't know. Oh, it's not. Okay, know, it's not yet decided. Yeah. So it's not been put into place yeah. yet. Okay. I think it's going to be one sixty or one sixty-five pounds. Maybe I don't know. It's going to be in the catchweight division. Oh, it yes. is a catchweight fight. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, so correct. that is added on the card. I just don't know uh, in what weight category it's going to be. So okay, fair enough. Well, then we'll we'll update you. We'll update everybody as we go. Absolutely. On, uh, on media uh no so coming to back coming to the main event man oh man you know it's you people if you're a fan of rivalries and sasbahu shows it does not get more rivalry and sasbahu than this absolutely because these guys were bros they were buddies they were training partners they were helping each other in their careers they were in the same division they used to hang together eat together chill together party together train together fight together everything together live together live together they were closest <laughs> of pals and then One Boom. day, something happened, and something happened for that entire friendship to switch. Because maybe somewhere, you know, either fight, maybe somewhere people got jealous of one another, the attention that they were getting, the opportunities that they were getting. But I don't think that's that, you know, because they both had different trajectories. But what they bring to the fight game is pure excitement. Kobe Covington is a number one contender still for a reason. He's just right. he's lost only to the champion. Has beaten everybody else. Yes, and Jorge Masvidal is the one who lost. Who got knocked out last by Kumaru Usman in his title bid, but now gets a chance against a rival in Colby Covington. This is your Ab classic wrestler versus street fighting striker style. Absolutely yes, really absolutely yes. You know, in fact, it's such a good topic that you said. Uh, you know that rivals turned. Uh, you know, sorry, like friends turned foes because yeah. you know it's always an issue in the sport of combat. If you have friends in the same weight division, you're not going to be friends for too long. Yeah, no, I mean, no, no. I mean, the greatest example was was Jones and Rashad. Absolutely, and in even fact, though the age difference was significant, yeah, and one could have said, you know, Rashad was at the end of his career, and Jones was at the start of his career, right? But they had to meet, and then they weren't friends 
before or after that? <laughs> well, do you, well, do you know why Israel Adesanya and Kumar Usman are friends? Because they're not in the same weight division. <laughs> in fact, in fact, when Usman wanted a super fight, he actually jumped over the middleweight division and said he will take on Jan Blahovic. Yes, at light heavyweight. Yes, and people were like, "Are you crazy?" You know, because Usman, yes, we know you're big, but you're not Jan Blahovic big. Yeah, I mean, if Adesanya could not big. do it, you know, if Izzy yeah. could not do it, then Usman is not even in that league. To be no, honest, I, I, you know, it's just the strength, man. It's just the strength. It's sheer sheer issue. strength. I mean, we saw it with Kelbrook and and Amir Khan two weeks back. We saw that Amir Khan, all the heart in the world, all the toughness in the world, all the skills in the world. But if you're going to start getting hurt by a jab, you know, you're not in the light division. Absolutely, absolutely, so, and that is a risk that might run. But Kobe Covington versus Kumaru Usma. Ah, uh, sorry, Kobe Covington versus Jorge uh, Masvidal. Yeah, what's your pick? Well, mm, this is a very, very difficult one because the BMF belt has not changed hands ever since, and Jorge Masvidal has held that belt for a very long time. Somehow, I feel he's not the same Jorge Masvidal that you know smashed Ben Askren and used to. You know who who even smashed Nate Diaz. I somehow feel he's holding back for some reason. I don't know. Does he have the potential to excel? Yes. Kobe Covington, on the other hand, is this you know jab 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 left cross kind of guy who's going to outwork you at any given point of time. So one guy is explosive. One guy will focus on his endurance. Uh, Kobe Covington's BJJ, his grappling. I feel is way superior. I think it's going to be a five-round decision, and Colby Covington gets hand raised. I think so too. I think uh, you know the way the matchups stylistically have been put. We saw, we saw, you know, Masvidal. But the thing is, I I have to play devil's advocate because you can never count out somebody as crazy as Jorge Masvidal. Absolutely, the guy can come in running with a flying knee. The way he did yeah. Ben Askren, he became a superstar overnight. Yes. He became a superstar. People also forget just TK, you can get knocked out by a well-placed punch. You could be Muhammad Ali, Mike Tyson and get knocked out by a well-placed punch. True. Does not make you punchy though. Punchy guys are guys who have taken damage over the years over and over and have shown signs of getting rocked. Like, sorry to say, but like somebody like Johnny Walker, you can see him getting rocked every time he gets touched. Yes. Those guys are punchy. Jorge Masvidal is not. He got hit by one hard strike, got put down. That happened. That was that was the first knockout of his career. Thirty plus MMA fights. Correct. First knockout of his career. His chin is still solid, and I do not think Colby Covington has. You know, Colby Covington, as tough as he is, does not have knockout power in his hands. Yep. He can yep. hurt you with three hundred punches in a row, like Nate Diaz can. Yes. But he's not going to knock you out with one shot, and I think that's not a worry for Masvidal. The only worry I think in Masvidal is is Colby can wrestle him, and by the fourth can take him down and finish him off by a TKO, ground and but, pound. I don't think he's getting submitted. I don't think he's getting TKO'd. According I, I, I to me, I think I think it's going to be a decision. And uh, uh, but you know what? It's hard to predict, man. And a lot of people want Street Jesus to win. It'll certainly change the tone of the welterweight division because Colby has been winning for far too long. Uh, well, if Jorge Masvidal wins this, suppose I mean I'm just I'm just putting it out there. You if mean Jorge Masvidal? What if signal? What if? Segment, See, because if, <laughs> if you look at the odds, Colby Covington needs to survive for five rounds, which is 25 minutes, because he's not knocking out uh, Jorge Masvidal. Right, he, right. I don't think he's even submitting him, to be honest. I don't even think a TKO. TKO may be out of exhaustion, you know, sheer See, exhaustion. Or Colby doesn't have the Usman power, so that's not going to happen. Hmm. But Jorge Masvidal had the way Jorge Masvidal was striking with Nate Diaz and putting him down. Dude, he was looking was scary. so good. Was scary. D- Nate Diaz is a southpaw. Colby is a southpaw. So he's fought in this pressure earlier. He's fought in this arena earlier. He's fought in this environment earlier. It's you know Colby doesn't have the best kicks like Nate Diaz. So he's not gonna he's not gonna but body Colby's kick him and hurt pressure. him. Colby's got pressure. Constant pressure. Colby's in your face and exactly. it's very difficult to fight off your heels. Fighting off your heels means fighting backwards while moving well, backwards. You know, Nate Diaz did that. Nate Diaz came close and he ate some vicious elbows from Jorge Masvidal. But Nate is doesn't change levels. Colby has that biggest, that plus, that, that question mark is, will he change levels and make it a grappling exactly. match? Exactly. So Colby needs to survive for five rounds. Jorge Masvidal, if he connects a couple of good right hands, 
I think Colby will start moving back. So as you rightly said, we don't know where this is going. He just don't know. He could because the thing is, Colby might eat a shot or two and look to shoot. Yes, he didn't yes. shoot against Kumar Usman because you're not. Nobody is shooting against Kumar Usman. Correct. You're not. Go- you're not going to win a grappling match with Kumar Usman. You might just get submitted. Yeah, you might just get submitted. You might get knocked out also as soon as yeah. you come close. <laughs> so that's the thing now. And and Colby didn't like Masvidal's power. So uh, sorry, yeah. uh, Kumar's power. So yeah. you never know. Masvidal hits equally hard. You never know. Or harder. Or harder. So you know. I'm. But sadly, I'm going with the the mental choice, which I think Colby by our decision. Absolutely. The second fight that we're going to be speaking briefly about is the return of Edson Barbosa in the featherweight division, taking on Bryce. Mitchell. All right. Bryce Mitchell, Edson Barbosa, again, wrestler versus striker matchup. It's going to either be, you know what? If the only person to control uh, Edson Barbosa on the ground was at 155, and that was Khabib Nurmagomedov. Yes. I don't think Bryce Mitchell has the same grappling ability. And right now, Edson Barbosa looks renewed. He looks much better. And this is a big step up in competition for Bryce Mitchell. Edson Abs- Barbosa is a stud. Absolutely. It's going to yes. be a tough fight. Go watch out for that spinning back kick, man. Terry Atim still remembers it. Oh, man. Yes. In fact, so what's spinning your pick, Mr. Chips? Edson Barboza by stoppage. Oof. You know what? In fact, I'm going to go Edson Barboza via <laughs> stoppage too. So that's a I just great feel it. pick. I, I just feel it. I just feel Edson is going to do it. He's going to do it. That's a great pick. That's a great pick, you know. Uh, the other fights, of course, you know, I mean, RDA is on the card versus Renato. So let's, yet. Yeah, let's see how that goes. But these were the two fights that we would have liked yes, to speak about that sir. we did. And you guys need to make your predictions on UFC 272. For all the predictions, please hashtag tag us to win some exciting, exciting fighting goat merchandise. To tag me, you DJ. can get me on Instagram somesh.camera and on Twitter, it's somesh underscore camera. Hit it, Mystic Chips. Alright, for my handles on Twitter, it's at the Mystic Chips and on Instagram is at Arjun Chips. So guys, don't forget to hashtag tag us, get part of the conversation, be part of the program. Always keep watching, keep listening and watching The Fighting Goat only on IVMPodcast.com. Thank you for joining us for this amazing anniversary episode. We have one year in the books with many, many more to go. Keep listening to us and we love your support. We love you. Keep listening to The Fighting Goat. We'll see you soon.